This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Maria Randazzo, and she talks to me about her love of astrology. We talk signs, we talk spirituality. Astrology was kind of more a starting point than a deep dive. And I think that the conversation was a success as a result. We discuss how her weekly reading of her horoscopes influences the way that she enters her day-to-day life, how some really important people in her life have kept spirituality and an interest in things like uh, psychic readings at the forefront of her personality and her interest level. It's really great conversation. I enjoyed it thoroughly and I have since looked up what my rising sign is based on when I was born and where I was born. I am a Scorpio rising so you know, do with that what you will. Maybe that'll color the conversation a little. I don't think there was any specific Scorpio talk in here, but, you know, there might have been if we'd known, if we'd only known. But I know now, or had some things that I related to in the description, even some things that I talked about being uh, involved in my Gemini sun sign description in the context of this already, so you know, it really just colors the whole thing a little bit more. I am sure Maria would be grateful for anyone who wants to talk signs, Mercury in retrograde, etc., you know, for the foreseeable future. So if this is something that you're interested in, curious about, etc., you know, just strike up a convo with Maria about it. I bet you guys will talk each other's ears off. Just two little astrology bugs. Thanks to Maria for doing this. If you would like to see a live show, you can see one every Thursday night at 9.30 at the Annoyance Theater. It's called The Fishbowl. My team, Sight Unseen, closes the night with an improv set in the middle of the show. We have some improv veteran types like Maria and other wonderful people in this community who come in and play a set with some improv student types, people who are still learning the ropes and just looking to get some reps with some people who may have more experience than they do. We open up the night with an independent team of people who have been or currently are annoyed students, and it's a good time all around. Another Improv show you can catch me in at the Annoyance Theater for the next three Fridays is called Sad Clown. It's an Armando is uh, the improv form that we take on. It basically means that there are some monologists who read an essay that they've written about their own experiences with mental health themselves or that of someone they're close to and really get honest and emotional about that experience and myself and the other improvisers in the cast are then tasked with 
performing some scenes inspired by that essay. It's been a real joy to be a part of. The first night of our Friday night run was a success, if you ask me, and I would love to share the show with anyone within the sound of my voice. Friday nights, 8 o'clock, for the next three Fridays in September at the Annoyance Theater. If you are looking for more podcasting for your ear holes, you can listen to a plethora of shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. I think if you like this show, you would like Random Conversations with Elizabeth. She gets wonderful guests, is a great host, really gets to the heart of what makes people tick and definitely things like spirituality and home life and things like that become through lines in the conversations that she has with her guests. So I think it would be a good transition from this conversation into that show, and I encourage you to check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show, and, you know, read your horoscope. Uh, Give it a shot. Why not? Can't hurt. I had an audition earlier, and then I'm in physical therapy right now for my knee and so i have to go and do physical therapy for like an hour every day whoa Mm -hmm. i don't i I have to do it like independently every day and then i go like i had an appointment this morning and um it was like intense an intense appointment for whatever reason i don't know i think that there's like more emotion attached to physical therapy than what made it make sense some people are in it for some really serious reasons did you have a surgery or you're you just trying to is it just out of whack i didn't have an injury or anything and i knock on wood haven't needed surgery but it's just like wear and tear on my right knee mm. i think it's like years of um not wearing the right footwear and <laughs> i did run i do run i haven't ran in a long time um because of my injury sure so that sucks yeah it does suck i have sore knees a lot I found that at my job when I first started working there for when we were teaching classes, I would be on my feet all day, and by the end of the day, it would just be shot. I mean, you know this as, like, mm-hmm. a server. But I had to start wearing insoles. Like, I never mm-hmm. don't wear insoles now because it changed the game so much. Uh, and it feels – it's one of the things that makes me feel the oldest. <laughs> like, yes. I can't wear shoes that don't have insoles That's in them exactly – I know. And I have – I just went shopping at a store that, ha- like, is ha- specifically for people who need really good, like, soles. <laughs> right. And the shoe, and I'm like, okay, here's where, this is where I'm at. I, I um, haven't taken the step of getting, like, insoles formed to my feet or something That's yet. what I have to do. Yeah. That's what the today's appointment was – I have to, like, get a prescription. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess that makes sense because you could probably really fuck up your alignment and everything yes. if you get something that doesn't fit your foot right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not to complain because I'm like, okay, I am I feel lucky that I'm a healthy person. <laughs> sure. But, um, yeah, so I'm just, like, trying to get my right knee back to normal. But, like, I can't, like, jump. Oh, like I can't, there's certain things I can't do. That sucks. And I'm like, I would like to jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, if the opportunity presents itself, yeah. you want to be able to go. I do. And sometimes I think about that, though. Sometimes I'm like, what if I was in a scenario where I had 
to run, I would be, guess what? My genes are going to die because survival of the fittest, like right now, evolutionarily, I'm going down unless I get my ass in gear. (laughs) That's very funny. I mean, I guess part of our conversation today will lead us into like, you know, what is that? What does leaving this earth mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. What Do you ever leave it? Whoa. Do you come back another person? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. My guest today is Maria Randazzo. Hi. And we're going to talk about astrology as a, an umbrella. Yeah. You know, yeah. topic and hit on horoscopes science, compatibility, who knows what else, spirituality, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Lots of stuff. Where would you say the origin of your love for this topic started? That's such a great question. I don't think I really got into it until maybe after college for sure. I was always just sort of interested in horoscopes and um, astrology and, and psychics or empaths or healers or intuitives, whatever you want to, I know, I think each of them like to use a different title. So oh. I, I always try and be all inclusive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or like respectful of what they want to be called. Sure. Um, but it's like learning somebody's pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I do have a mentor who is an empath or a healer. And so I think growing close to her after college is what sort of really opened this door. Sure. How could me. that not? Yeah. And so she's a, a really wonderful woman with a very strong connection to her spirituality. And that's like also like a very all-encompassing thing for her as well. And in terms of what she believes and how she practices and Stuff like that. But she's just, like, very open and giving with her love and her guidance. Uh, and sounds like an amazing person to have as a mentor. It, oh, really? It, she's fabulous. Like like another mother. Yeah. Um, How did you come to know her? Is this someone you've known for really It time? is. someone I've known. It's kind of a funny story. It's someone I've known since about 2008. Yeah. She is a guy I dated in college. It's his aunt. Whoa, yeah, fun. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so uh, him and I dated for a considerable amount of time, like a year or so. Yeah. And he has family here, and he's very close to his aunt, and I got to know her through him. And after him and I broke up, she let me know, like, I I really love the friendship I've built with you. Aww. And, if you know, if you want to stay in my life, I would like to stay in yours. Right. And we never lost touch. That's incredible. And you, as someone who's so interested in love and relationships and spirituality and the, you know, happenstance of all of that happening, that has to be such sweet goodness for it your is. soul and your brain to it, go, it, like... It is. We were meant to be together so that this woman would be in my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, she's sort of unlocked that door for me in a number of different ways. And then I have also a lot of friends who are similarly interested in what the stars can offer you. (laughs) Sure. So what specific... Oh, what's your sign? I'm 
Okay, so I'm a Pisces. <laughs> All right. Um, water sign, right? Uh, that is a water sign. Yeah. What are you? I'm a Gemini. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here is the you thing. You got so excited. So, yeah, I did get excited <laughs> because what I've recently learned is that you have more than one sign. Oh. And the the two signs that I'm familiar with, the two kinds of signs I am familiar with that people have are mm-hmm. your rising sign and your sun sign. Okay. So your sun sign is Gemini. That's the your sun sign is the one what that month you, you're born in yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, most people know their sun sign. Your rising sign is this other part of you. So, but there's also like moon sign, I believe, and I don't know what that is. So, it's it goes more complex than sun and rising. Sure. But I'm most familiar with sun and rising. Sure. But this other side your rising sign is sort of like this other part of you that maybe people I've read that it is what people might guess that you are oh um, like what you project to other people um that's kind of fascinating yeah um, and I think there's a lot of different schools of thought over what it means I like to think of it as a yin and a yang or like a we're just a duality of sure yeah that you're not that you're not just one thing right I like the idea of one being something that you're literally assigned, you know, just based on where you're born in the year, and one being a little more, I guess, ethereal than that. How do you determine what your rising sign is? Yes, yeah, so you 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 calculate it Ooh. by <laughs> there's all there's these online calculators. It's very easy for uh, listeners at home. Just Google rising sign calculator um and you need to know the time that you were the exact time you were born like 8 55 or 11 31 uh, a.m or p.m you, you need to know the time that you were born and the exact city you were born in whoa and then that combined with your actual birth date gives you your rising sign whoa i am gemini rising yeah so that's why you said gemini i was like I see you. <laughs> We're out here. <laughs> um, I guess I should have made you try to like guess what I, my sign was. I yeah, I kind of wanted to, but I'm not I'm sorry. all that good at th- doing really? that. Usually, if I find out someone's like a Leo, I'm like, oh, they're a total Leo. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I would have said that. I couldn't have even ventured a guess for you because I just don't have as much of a knowledge of what the general. Uh, nature of all of the signs is yeah uh but and now it's totally unfair for me to be like what do you think i would be after i already told you what it is uh because there's no coming back from just the knowledge of that what do you think my rising sign would be if i'm a gemini really good question (laughs) i mean i don't know i oh that would be really hard i i think it's i don't know i mean I could find out for you right now. I don't know if I know my exact uh, time of birth. Yeah, it's on your birth certificate. Yeah. So I've had several people go hunting for their... I would have to, like, ask my mom or something. I know. Most moms are like, oh, um, you know, 1272. 1272. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's my time. Because most moms are so bad at time. (laughs) That's how time works. <laughs> Twelve seven two. <laughs> Not even. That's good. That doesn't exist. That's good. Um, you know, yeah. so one o two. That's just how mom would say her. <laughs> Wait, that wouldn't even be one o two. It would be one twelve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you? Okay. So if you're 
you know your sun sign and you know your rising sign. How do you feel like you abide by those? Like when you look up your horoscope or what your what the nature of those personalities are, do you think you align with them usually? Sure. I think I do. I will also say that even though I am so fascinated by the zodiac and astrology and psychic capabilities, I do I do try and take it all with a grain of salt. Sure. I don't get super hung up on like I read a horoscope a few months ago and it was like if you need to have a surgery, you need to have it between August 22nd and August 27th. And I was like, whoa. Like I won't I don't let it dictate all areas of my life. So you know, I take it with a grain of salt. That would be so absurd. Like if man, that just seems really crazy to me mm-hmm. that someone would sit down and say, "All right. Well, I've been putting off my arthroscopic (laughs) procedure yes exactly um so i just put that out there in terms of like i i sure a disclaimer yeah just a little disclaimer i'm very open-minded about (laughs) all of how these things work although i did read a horoscope last month that said that i was going to get a lot of money in (sighs) august and it hasn't happened yet so if anybody out there like has a check for me <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> if it happens so this will release uh in september because i'm not putting it out this week oh. so if something does happen oh between now and when it's released you have to i'll tell let you me. know you i'll let you know if this, if this unexpected sum of money by the end of the week <laughs> <laughs> um but to get back to your question Yes. Well, then there's this other funny part that's like if you look up some zodiac signs online, they'll give you like 80 qualities that that sign possesses. So it's like, wait a minute. Lots (laughs) of people could say that they're, you know. Exactly. (laughs) It's just like you're super energetic in the morning, but you also (laughs) sometimes feel energetic at night. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it can also, I do think this stuff is also so funny in terms of how broad and how specific it can be. Absolutely. So, but as far as, yes, I do think I line up with a lot of the qualities of of being a Pisces, which is like, uh, indecisiveness. I mm. can be very decisive, but I, um, there's just certain things that I have a hard time like going, de- actually deciding between. It's usually the bigger things for me that I'm very clear on. It's the smaller things that I'm like, I don't know what flavor Halo Top I want, <laughs> yeah. and it takes me like an hour and a half. To- yeah. <laughs> um, I think I probably relate to that in yeah. general. <laughs> yeah. So, digs people who I think are like, I don't want to say spacey, but like, I definitely don't need a book ever. Like, I could sit in a which that's a horrible thing to say, but I could sit in a I knew what you meant by it, <laughs> even though the phrasing was like, fuck books. I do not appreciate literacy. Um, but I can just entertain myself with my own thoughts. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, I think, a good quality to have. I guess so. But I'm always like, I should read more instead of staring out the window. Um, so, yeah, those things. Introspection. Mm-hmm. And Geminis are, from what I know, the one thing that stuck out to me when I read about, because I just found out that I have this Gemini rising, rising. business. Yeah. That the... 
we like never feel like there's enough hours in the day. Oof. Do you yes. Get that? You feel factual. That? Yeah. Yes. But I think constantly. Maybe the everyone, maybe everyone feels, feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew that's where that was going. Yeah. But also, I constantly feel that way. Right. Gemini's are. I think they say they're artistic, creative. Um, I need. I need to know more about. What the Gemini lifestyle oh, yeah. is all about. Welcome to the fold. Thank you so much. There's definitely an element, because it's the twins, there's an element of duality mm-hmm. that I don't know that I've ever actually related to. I've actually kind of always thought that was a, a led to my being like, well, horoscopes are kind of bullshit because there's this big thing in the world of Geminis where you're one person outwardly and another inwardly sure. or you're one person with a certain group and another and I don't really feel that way like I'm pretty what you see is what you get kind of person <laughs> yeah it's like something I try to pride myself on so maybe it's maybe I'm lacking a self-awareness where that's concerned but that is one thing that I've always been like I don't know uh, zodiac <laughs> yeah for sure and I think that that just speaks to like you knowing yourself outside of this box that the zodiac wants to put you in sure which is good yeah for I, sure I would hope so but there is definitely uh, there's there are things I relate to that aren't necessarily those you know positives of creativity and uh, may I've very poor time management so thinking more the more hours in the day thing is is pretty poignant for me uh but there's also an element it seems of like uh like a little stubborn a little like brash Mm -hmm. and i definitely have those qualities as well so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i think so too i think i i think i'm stubborn but i don't let on about it yeah yeah like, be like, yeah, we can, like, do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm totally, f- like, literally, I'm totally fine with whatever you want to do. But, like, deep down, I'll be like, they better Please make this option. don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just, I have an uncontrollable desire to want to always be right. And oh. I don't always realize it. Uh, That's very interesting. I mean, it's just a something I'm working on constantly. Uh, so I have to reel that in a lot. And I think that is where my stubbornness is tied mm. to, is just the assertion that I am right about whatever the thing is. Sure. Yeah. There's a little bit about a uh, little bit of insight on MBS's personality. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very that's a really interesting thing to notice about yourself, though. Yeah, it just I think there are a lot of things that frustrate me about like uh, you know uh, the way that I deal with relationships or friendships that all stem back to that. Like mm. sometimes I'll say something that I don't intend to be condescending, and it is. Mm-hmm. So I have to be more aware of that. Than I am, sure. Because it's not a pretty quality. To well, no have. one is perfect. <laughs> you have to love your flaws and embrace them. Yeah, I think awareness is an important step. You know, for because, sure. Uh, what do you think? There have ever been times where you've looked at your signs or your horoscopes and taken that kind of step back and gone like, oof, I do have that quality and I could work on it or something to that effect. Yeah, I think that 
when you said about time management, like I'm, I think I have all these ideas and then I just don't like put pen to paper or walk the talk. Like yeah. I, I love thinking about them and doing them. And I actually, I kind of wonder, I don't know if perfectionism is a, a part of any of these signs, like being a Gemini or a Pisces, but I've been reading this book called Big Magic, which have you heard of it? Have you read no. It? Okay, it's really wonderful. Uh, it's about um, living. Uh, she calls it creative. Uh, author Elizabeth Gilbert um, calls it creative living, but it's really for anyone who. I think the book applies to anyone, but it does definitely speak to artists or people living creative lifestyles. But she talks about perfectionism being um, that perfectionism is really fear that mm. is disguised she says it's like fear in high heels <sighs> and it's yes. like you're just scared to do the thing you want to do and so you are saying that it has to be perfect and you're putting it off um and sort of parading your fear as wanting your product to be so perfect when really it's like just put something out there that is incredibly accurate in my experience especially with creative projects yeah that if you you know keep detailing something to death part of that is just a fear of it actually being a thing exactly like this her chapters on that have totally and completely changed my perspective on a lot of things that I create yeah, and things that I have created that I haven't let go of That's that awesome. I've agonized over. Right. And her whole thing is like, it. nothing has to be perfect. And also nothing ever will be perfect. Sure. So I think that one of my... So whether or not it's pulled from the Zodiac or not, I've, <laughs> right. that's something that I've been realizing about myself. And she also talks about people using perfectionism as um, like thinking highly of themselves when they're perfectionists. Mm. But it's like, actually, no, you're just delaying and you're probably scared. Yeah. So I'm really loving her thoughts on that. Um, and not necessarily let, man, yeah, that's really So I wonder if that's, do you feel that you could be a perfectionist? I do feel that way, yes. I definitely feel like I'm a detail-oriented person, whereas you described yourself as kind of constantly having ideas and just not necessarily putting pen to paper. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more of a back-end part of the creative process person, mm. if that makes sense. I really like looking at a sketch and giving it notes <laughs> but i'm not great at just writing a sketch <laughs> okay gosh that's amazing you know what i mean yeah it, it, it's just like a different so i do think that part of that comes from perfectionism in being able to look at something that especially you know specifically to something someone else produced but even if it's something i did i think i will you know note it to death or want it to be exactly right and I do think there are a couple things that I've done or written that I didn't do that much on because it you know the first pass was just like yeah this is the thing you yeah. know <laughs> and it's comes from not being afraid of what it was in its first pass does that make sense at all mm -hmm. just going like you know what 
this is good. I'm not afraid of the perception of it. So I don't have to note it to death or mm-hmm. tweak it in any other way mm-hmm. because I'm not afraid of anyone's perception of it. Right. It's good. Right. So you're probably you're probably right because I do consider myself a detail oriented person and that's where a lot of my strengths lie. And I absolutely it's from a fear of rejection or someone pointing out actually this is wrong or that's not funny or whatever it is (laughs) right so yeah it's it's definitely in there (laughs) yeah for sure and I think it manifests itself in different ways for people Mm -hmm. like you either don't do what you set out what you want to do or you or you do do something and then you just like can't let it go you can't put it out there because you're constantly going over it or something like that. Right. Um, or you put it out and then constantly belabor over the product that you already produced. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, go, like think back in time. Yes. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I have... Um, yeah, I, this has been a, 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 a little bit of a theme for me lately in terms of... Uh, the idea of perfectionism and creating and moving forward and putting things out there and getting things done. I, I have a, a very good friend who helped me move through some projects that I was scared of and didn't think I could do. And she was like, you, you're you not going to be able to live this life and be a creative person if you treat everything that comes your way as this thing where you have to lose sleep over and kill yourself over. She's like, it's just... You just have to do it. Yeah. And it's been this very game-changing frame of mind for me. That's great. Is there a spirituality to that Big Magic book that you've been reading? Because it sounds crunchy like that. Yeah, (laughs) there is. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, her, like, the spiritual Uh tie-in. But, yes, her... I'm not quite done with the book yet, but um, her theory is that creativity... She kind of treats creativity as a spirit Ooh. or a spirits and like that they come to you and if you ha- just have to be open and ready to receive them. And sometimes they're with you and sometimes they're not. Okay. And you have to be able to work in both types of conditions. Ooh, that's really interesting because mm-hmm. that's like, uh, you know, you hear about writer's block mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of creative people have experienced that in some way or another but the idea that you have to work regardless of whether you feel like you have that block or not Mm -hmm. is really poignant Mm -hmm. because you can't you know if you feel like you have writer's block before a deadline you're fucked (laughs) right and she talks about ways to sort of push through that um the blocks that you might be feeling but and she has pulled from other artists as well like she has this chapter where she talks about how Tom Waits has said that some of his songs have just poured out of him as if he wasn't even writing them himself. And that's like her example of like this force that's with you. Yeah. And then other songs have just been absolute agony for him to pull out of himself. And that's a little bit more the more difficult side where maybe you don't feel like you're being pulled by something else. Sure. So this connection to the other side, absolutely, she nods 
at in her book. And it's a little bit tongue in cheek, like I said, but uh-huh. um, it's just yeah. very fascinating. She like capitalizes creative spirits every time she uses it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little, it's a little cute. The way, but I kind of like that because it's, it's a little bit like she can take it down a notch instead yeah. of like. It's not entirely preachy. Sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that that sounds, I mean, I feel like I have to look into it based on the description. You really should. It, and it's been recommended to me by a lot of people. And Pisces and Geminis are usually very artistic people. There so, you go. Just, yeah. There you so, go. Yeah. So uh, Pisces is a water sign. I can't, is it Gemini an air sign? Ooh, I, don't I don't remember. Know. I don't know. What is that? How does that usually like factor in? Uh, what are the different types? I don't even know how many different types there are. Like water, air. I think there's water, air, and fire. Uh-huh. Um, I think those are the different types. Um, and I I don't know. I feel like, like I said before, if I met someone and I was like, found out they're a Leo, I'm like, yeah, they're so a Leo. <laughs> right, right. Because they're like these fiery people who have this you know super engaging personality they're confident they're loud they're so there's certain things that make total sense to me about all this uh um there are earth signs too oh oh okay okay cool which makes sense it's like uh uh spring summer fall winter kind of thing okay you have air fire earth and water i just googled this obviously uh because it's just you know internet is our we have the internet right here Mm mm-hmm and uh, I was right. Gemini is an air sign. It is. So I think okay. there's just supposed to be something to kind of like grouping those elements together. There's like more similarities between some of the other, you know, between the air signs than there may be between an air sign and a water sign. Sure. Have you in the past looked up your zodiac compatibility with people oh yeah (laughs) for sure uh did it ever encourage you to pursue a relationship even if you thought you shouldn't um it's it's never pulled me one way or another like um i have seen before like no this is not a good match but i'm like i'm not going to it's not good. If I'm into someone, I'm into someone, you know? Right. Um, but I do tend to, I have a pattern. It's not my, I don't look into it. I don't choose to date uh-huh. Sagittarius or um, what is it? I usually, there's two signs. I, I have some, for some whatever reason, I date Sagittarius men a lot. Really? I don't know how it ha- has happened, but it just randomly, very randomly happened. Are those two signs uh, I think compatible? They, I think they are, even though none of them have worked out for me. Um, <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> and I'm also really, really, um, I gravitate towards Virgos for friendship. Ooh. Like, I, usually I I'm gravitate towards someone and I'm like, I want to be that person's friend. And then I find out, th- find out that, that they're, they're a Virgo, Virgo. And I'm like... Of course you're a Virgo. That is really um, funny. Or when I find out that someone's a Virgo, and maybe I didn't know that before, I'm like, okay, we're going to be friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, they like it. I have, 
lot of Leos and Cancers in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, almost everyone in my family is a Leo, and my fiancé and my best friend, or one of my very best friends, are both Cancers. Okay. So I feel like that has to be something. Sure. Come on. Yeah. I like Cancer aspects of their personality, I guess. (laughs) They're very sensitive, emotional. Oh, Mm. loving yeah people yeah from that's what i know really accurate for mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> feel things deeply that's what i know about cancers yeah mm-hmm. and it is actually uh, man this is how it works it's bizarre that those are all the things that you said because in my head i was like well the two people i'm thinking of are very different people but everything you just said absolutely applies to both of them so that's kind of freaking me out uh, <laughs> I don't know everything about every sign. Like there are some times that I'm like, "What is? What's the deal with that one?" Uh huh. But if I, if I, I can go down a rabbit hole and get really invested and interested. That's great. And how that might affect people. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was that was really uncanny for me. I do remember. I had, I can't remember if it was on mic or not, but I remember when I was talking to uh, Emily Fightmaster mm-hmm. a while ago for the podcast. We got onto this subject for one reason or another, and our birthdays are the same day. Oh, so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about both being Geminis and like other signs in our lives and how she really uh, feels like she does relate to the Gemini sign pretty strongly. And like she also had like one sign that she seemed to always date, mm-hmm. and it was really funny and interesting. Especially, you know, birthday twins. You gotta talk about stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's so point. Oh yeah, I love birthday twins. On my twenty fifth birthday, I was doing an eight o'clock show at the Annoyance, uh, and it was her twenty first birthday, and she was doing the ten thirty. <laughs> so it was just like a whole night of uh, birthday debauchery at the at the old space. And I at the I old space. Wow, that's so fun. Beautiful. Right? Isn't that great? Like it's just like, man, look at us now. I know, I know. And I get I get so nostalgic for the old spaces. Me too. But that's just how it goes. What do you think well, you said you do this every week. You have a Monday. You refer to it as your religion. Monday is yes. I treat it like my religion. Oh, if my Catholic parents could hear me now. <laughs> um, actually growing up, I went to Catholic school my whole life and I think a really old school teaching in the Catholic Church is that like zodiac, the zodiac in astrology is like a sin. Whoa! Like I remember hearing that when I was in, you know, like fifth or sixth grade or something, or probably younger than that. And they'd be like, "Don't read your horoscope. This is, you know." Whoa! Do you think that just made you want to do it more as an adult? Oh, absolutely! I really <laughs> only heard that like once, uh-huh. and also like most of the people who I know. Who are in, like a lot, a lot. Actually, a lot of the older women in my life who are into this stuff are Catholic. Also, so devout no, Catholics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're all cafeteria Catholics. We're picking and choosing. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard cafeteria oh, really? Catholic be given to that. I don't think so. Oh yeah. I feel like I've heard a different. 
I feel like I've heard a different word for that same thing, but I don't think it was cafeteria. I could be wrong. That's fantastic. You pick and you choose. Um, <laughs> that is so good. But yeah, like my my grandma was a little bit into horoscope. She was a Pisces too. But yeah, so Mondays are there's these two uh, websites that I go to, and these two women who these two women, two different women, write the horoscopes. They're intuitive. I don't know what they like to be called, but, um, Mm. yeah. So, and some horologists. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Astrologists. Um, maybe, um, but I have had a couple friends turn me on to these horoscopes and they just come out once a week, every Monday. And that's all. I just read it on a Monday. I don't read them every day. Okay. But you know, maybe if I'm feeling like I want to, I might seek one out, but I haven't done that in a while. If, if that's where your head brain goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so one is like um, kind of short and sweet, and you get an image along Ooh. with your horoscope. So, like, it might be like a babbling brook or <laughs> tadpoles, tadpoles, well, tadpoles, twelve seven two, <laughs> uh, <laughs> doing really good tonight. Um, tadpoles in a pond or something. So you get an image, then you get your reading. I kind of love that. Yeah. That's a that's really smart, though, because especially with a bunch of people from different signs, their brains all think differently, and we all learn differently, so something else might strike you. Exactly. Aside from just the description. Yeah. There was one week, months, months ago, back in, like, October, um, I was in Chicago reading it, and the hor- the image was, like, cliffs and mossy grass and it was like all about nature and being out in a place where uh there'd be like lots of grass and water and um like somewhere that was definitely not chicago Mm -hmm. i forget the exact word that was used but it was essentially like mossy covered cliffs or something and i was like what is this yeah and i was like yeah right and then like four or five days later, I was traveling and I, we, the group I was with, I was touring and we were on a hike in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And we, I didn't know we were going to go on a hike, but I, I had this moment where I looked around and we were at a waterfall and there was all these grass cl- covered rocks cliffs. and mossy covered hills. And I was like, oh my God. It was that moment. I was like, that's what that, and, but it was exactly what that was. So wow. I thought that was kind of. Strange. And then a few months ago, my, or no, in this horoscope that I read a few months ago, uh, it said a candle has been extinguished. And I just closed a show. I was closing a show that week where the last moment of the show, I blow out a candle on stage. Whoa. And I was like, okay. That's a lot. So so little things like that have come up where, I mean, even if it is coincidence, it still just tickles me. It's still fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Come on. It's, man, that's great. Do you feel like part of you checks it every week, just kind of hoping for those moments? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and they've, I mean, they really have, a lot of them have been very spot on, even if it's just echoing things I'm already thinking or feeling. And, and the ones that I read, they do say, you should read your rising in your son. Some will, uh, some of the information will resonate with you more than others. If it does take it, if it doesn't leave it. (sighs) So these people who write these horoscopes are not like, this is your you know, you need to take everything. Be all end all. Verbatim. Exactly. It's like, take what you like and leave the rest. 
So. If you want, we can look up ours for today. I know you. Uh, oh yeah, let's that. do it. I haven't yeah, read mine yet today either, so I'm extra excited. Can I tell people the website? Yes, absolutely. Okay, you should. Um, so this one, I'll read. The, so there's two. <laughs> the one, the one that I go to is called the Numinous, and the woman, her name is Sandra Citron, and she, her posts are called Strong Eye Astrology. Okay, <laughs> and these ones are nice and concise, so I can read these ones. Okay, and then there's another astrologer, and her name is Chani Nicholas, and her website. Um, is I believe just her name, C H A N I Nicholas.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chani Nicholas.com. And hers are really in depth uh, and longer. So can't, maybe can't, you know, unpack I mean, those. If but. you want to, but <laughs> I'm, that'd be fine with me too. Okay, whatever you want. Yeah, I'm here this for this. Yeah. So yeah, the, the strong astrology is the numinous.com. It's the hyphen numinous, N U M I N O U S.com. Sandra Citron. Okay. So I want to give these people credit. Okay. So when I do Gemini, that'll be both of us. Ooh, that's true. Okay. So I'll do that first. How's that? Sure. All right. So this is your sun sign. This is my rising sign, Gemini. Mm -hmm. Gemini rising. Lying on a raft, floating down a river. Surrendering to the flow of emotions, surrendering to dreams and imagination. Who is your inner child who needs nurturance right now? How old is that little one? Take them on an adventure in the river. Play games and tell stories. Listen, this is how you move the raft forward along the river of emotions. I have something poignant to add to this. Yes. My parents are coming to town this weekend. Oh. So it feels like. The fact that it's talking about my inner child is important. Yeah. Because I'm going to see the people who raised my inner child into an inner adult. I think so, too. And you're going to do fun stuff with them. Absolutely. You're going to play. I'm going to... Truly, we have some plans set in place, but mostly going to go go with the flow. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's kind of appropriate. <laughs> I absolutely love that for you. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last time I talked to them, we did have a pretty long, relatively emotional conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty poignant. I've, that's really cool. I like that resonates with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for me, it's just like... Um, I have been having some pretty vivid dreams lately. Ooh. So that happens to me every once in a while. I'll just uh-huh. have these like crazy dreams where things are just like obviously random. It's a dream. But so I might mm, noodle on that a little bit. Um, okay. Here's my Pisces one. The horizon line. A boundary. Depending on the weather, sometimes a horizon line is clearly defined. Sometimes it's hard to see. This is a moment for you to define your priorities and boundaries when it comes to relationships. Get clear. Depending on your emotional weather, this is not always the easiest thing to do, but healthy boundaries in relationships is what allows them to flourish without the hindrance of anxiety or resentment. Begin with the idea that it's not up to you to carry emotional responsibility for anyone. Go from there. Oh, heavy. heavy. Heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you got a relationship that needs defining? No. I mean, it's defined. 
Right. Um, dang. I'm going to really... Noodle? Noodle on this one. That's, that's like heavy. That is heavy. I feel like sometimes she'll be able to really sink her teeth in, do mm-hmm. something, and then other times she might be like... You're I sit under a tree and look at the clouds. Like I don't know, <laughs> gonna be a long week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's yeah. They're they're just so interesting to me because even if they just give you food for thought for you know a minute, it's kind of. I was literally gonna say food for thought mm-hmm. as well because I do think there's something to just being self aware about if you did have a lingering you know, friendship or someone who was asking too much of you and you hadn't done anything about it and weren't really mentally aware enough to do something about it and you read that, it might be like, dang, this is right. I really have to tell Quentin that he can't talk to me about his ex-girlfriend anymore or whatever. I need to go call Quentin. (laughs) I gotta get in touch with Quentin. (laughs) (laughs) But I think so much of life is self-awareness and how we interpret ourselves versus how we're trying to interact with the world. So if this is something that gets someone to look inward and be more self-aware, to me that's a very useful thing about it. Sure. Sure. And that's the other thing that my mentor has always told me, like, because she has psychic abilities and she has shared some things with me about her thoughts on my maybe some things I'm currently going through or whatever. But she has always said to me that she'll she never, ever wants to interfere with my free will. And at the end of the day, everyone has their free will. And that's the only thing that really matters And, you know, you could see a psychic that's going to tell you to move to Maine. Right. And four months to find the love of your life and all the money in the world. But it's like, you know, it's ultimately up to you and what you want to do. So she's always assured me of that. And I feel like that's also very liberating. Um, Because she's always said, you know, like, you don't don't take everything I tell you. That's great. I would never want you to live your life like that. Right. But yeah. So, do you feel like? Uh, I guess that's a fun transition. If you want to talk about her uh, psychic abilities and your interaction with them, because you have an inkling for enjoying that too and being interested in it in some oh, ways. Oh yeah. What do you think the spirituality of that is? Um, of talking to psychics yeah i mean if i had unlimited money i would go to uh, different psychics and just like play around with that because i think it's so fascinating and they all have very different approaches i had a friend who went to one in wicker park and he was like i've never been more shaken in my life by someone who like so accurately pinpointed everything going on with me and new things about his past but he was like if you go to her you need to be prepared because she is not she's brutally honest and she doesn't care how she makes you feel like it's not like a warm and fuzzy let me hold your hands it's like we need to talk about these things yeah fucked up in your life (laughs) yeah so um my mentor is a lovely, lovely woman. She's like putting good vibes out oh, into the world yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And she's just nothing but love and joy and warmth and kindness. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think that I never, 
I haven't gone to that many. I think I've gone to like, officially, I've gone to like two psychics. I went to one many years ago when I was just out of college and she like kind of really scared me like with some stuff about my future and I, maybe she could tell and she kind of backed off. And then I went to this other psychic in DC um, when I was there on tour and her name was snow. (laughs) And (laughs) she said to me very knowingly when I left, she was like, you'll be back. (gasps) And I was like, will I though snow? Like, I came up because she had a sign that said $5 palm readings. And I was like, $5. Yes. Absolutely. And it was, of course, $10 and not a palm reading, Um, which is fine. Everyone's got to make a living. Um, But, uh, yeah. So I think the thing I never want to know is about my exact future. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever read Rachel Dratch's book? No. Oh, uh, girl man. walked into a bar. Yes, I've wanted to. She has an incredible. I, think I have a copy of it, and story. I just haven't read it. She actually, her book is one of my most absolute favorites. Really, out of like all the comedy Memoir. memoirs. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, I, I really love all it. of them. I think mm-hmm. Dratches is one of my most favorites. I gotta read it. She has an incredible psychic story. It will blow your mind. Really? Yes. Wow. Because she, like, isn't her book, she was kind of inspired to write at that point in her life because she has a kid but isn't necessarily married or something like that. Yeah, the end, the end of the, the middle to the end of the book talks about her um, relationships and when she decided uh, to have a kid. When she started, yeah, when she, her son came into her life. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh... Man, that's fun. Yeah, Tyler Patterson, when we talked about ghosts, he talked about seeing a psychic once who told him some insanely specific things that she could not have known about him. So much so that he was like, who did you talk to? Like, how this is a setup. Like, he also, he wasn't shaken because he is someone who has seen ghosts. (laughs) And he was like, well, yeah, if I've seen that, then, like, this lady can probably know this stuff about sure. me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's uh, he's he's someone that you should sit down and have a long chat well, with if you I ever would. want to talk about I it. I would. It would have to happen at, like, 9 a.m., though, so I can shake it off for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, there was some spooky stuff in the conversation I had with him, but he also like has written novels based on some like dreams and experiences that he's had. Yeah. Yeah. He's real deep into it. So if you want a part, if you want a, another friend in psychic greetings and spirituality, sure. Hit him up. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, What do you feel like you would get out of being able to go to a psychic more often? Ah, uh, that's a really qu- good question. I so I I don't think I would go to one like once a month or anything, but I think I would just like and I think everyone just sort of needs a little affirmation. Sure. You know, like yeah. so I think that maybe that's what I'm looking for is just someone <laughs> to be like, "Yes, this for you." Yeah. Or know this or um try thinking about this. So there is uh, I've been really, really, really wanting to go and get a top-notch one now for a few months now. So just waiting for the right time to come along for me. But, sure. Um, and, like, a good a good reading will be, like, pretty expensive. Yeah. So, um, 
But I'm just looking for like a little, um, a little peek behind the curtain. I've, so, I feel like I have questions. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, would you ask about specific projects or relationships or? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you specifically don't want to know about. I don't want to know about the future, future, but. I mean, I'll just share like a fear. Like, I think sure. I'm always scared that I've botched an opportunity. Mm. Um, like, have I missed the boat or have I done something that has. Um, that the break could have already happened if there were. If the pieces had fallen differently. Or yeah. Or like if I did this, this would have happened. Or because I did this, this didn't happen. Like, have I actively contributed to not getting something I want or something. I think I'm right. interested in that because I, and I'm being able to ask someone that question. And yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Cause I'm also fascinated by, by the ideas of fate and destiny, but that, <laughs> that by by definition of those things contradicts the idea of free will. Absolutely. It does. So those two concepts are so, so fascinating to me. Yeah. Especially that your mentor, who is someone who, uh, is a psychic or has those capabilities and does have such faith in spirituality uh, is also the first one to tell you, but also you have free will. So do with that what you will. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think ultimately is what it all boils down to. Is being, basically using it to guide you your free will. Yeah, yeah. You oh, fate and destiny uh, prompted me to think that you uh, believe in the idea of soulmates or like uh, exploring whether the idea of soulmates is real. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested in that. Um, there's this book called Brita. That is by Paulo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And Brita is a wild ride about the concept of soulmates. And, Whoa. Um, I don't really want to... I guess I could say spoilers. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, spoilers. If I you s- think you'll read... If you think if you'll you read, think you read Brita, Brita... Stop listening right now. Skip ahead. But the, and like you might forget this and then... Read the be book and be like, surprised. oh. Yeah. But from, I, remember, I wrote it a while ago, but the concept, one of the things he explores in the book is that a soulmate is a, like every time a soul passes, it gets split into two or more than two. And then like when two people come together, it's that original soul, <gasps> those two parts coming back together. Oh, okay. So I might not be doing the best job of articulating no, that. No, that makes sense though. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but I don't know. I I am interested in the idea of soulmates, but I also don't think that there's only one person out there. Yes. Sure. For, I think that there's multiple. Well, I mean, technically it seems like that would still fall under his. Yeah, exactly. Like you can. Suggestion. And I think in the book she struggles with having more than one. Oh. Yeah. If I can remember correctly. Wow. So. It's yeah. like if, um, I don't know, sounds like Horcruxes, you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> sounds like a bunch of nice Horcruxes. <laughs> yeah. 
Is a Horcrux is like doesn't it? Oh wait, does it hold parts of Voldemort's? Yeah, soul or something. Yeah, what? I think so. Okay. I think it is his soul. I think they define it as him splitting his soul into parts. Okay, and part of the reason he becomes as evil and soulless as he is is because he split his being into seven parts. Okay, so he's just like a fraction of what a person's spirit should be. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I read those books such a long time ago, but <laughs> I loved them. So do I, which is why I was like, I can't, can't turn down this obvious Harry Potter connection. It's all about <laughs> magic. Are yeah, you, that's true. Are you um, a big Harry Potter fan? Yeah, like, I just, okay. I, I mean, I grew up with the books. Yeah. I read the first three all at once, but all the others I read, like, as they came out, and I would go see the movies every Christmas with my family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like my, I mean, part of the problem is that I just don't read that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, it's not like it's like my favorite book series or anything, but it's not like I've read, you know, 50 book series right, to right. pick from. Right. <laughs> I'm just not that well read. Uh, but I love them. Yeah. They're amazing. They are so good. But like I said before, I'll never need a book. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't worry. Do you like fantasy in general? Yeah. I've been reading. So, I do like fantasy. And I think I would, I, I would do myself a favor to pick up a fantasy book or literally any other kind of book than self-help. I've yeah. like only been reading self-help lately. That's funny. Which maybe is just like symptomatic of me being like a 30-year-old woman. And, <laughs> Searching for the answers, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I should really I should really branch out <laughs> of the self help section. But there's a great uh, fantasy series that someone else recommended to me called I think it was Sean Kelly called the the first book in the series is called A Darker Shade of Magic. So I don't remember what the Series is called Overall because I didn't realize it was the first of a series at the time. <laughs> but that series is really good. If you want to get into cool. if you like Harry Potter and you want to pick up a it's kind of young adult. I mean, I love young adult it's books. It's a good it's a good read. I read young adult often. Me? When I read too. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. That's our that's our inner child. Maybe that's what um old what's her name? Ru- Ruby? Is this her? On Numinous? Oh, Sandra Citron. Sandra Citron. Maybe she was trying to tell us to... To get back into some young adult. Which one of my favorite young adult books is The Fault in Our Stars. Ooh, love The Fault in Our Stars. Love John Green. <laughs> so, I mean, think about that. Because what's the quote from <laughs> The Fault, Dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves? There you go. Like, what does that mean? How many times do I have to say that out loud to unpack it for myself? <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah, surrendering to the flow of emotion. Maybe you just need... Uh, a massage. A massage. <laughs> what were you going to say? A young adult novel. I do to, need a young adult A, a novel. Fault in Our Stars-esque emotional ride have you read looking for alaska no it's another of john green's books i think i like it even more than really of holton our stars does it take place in alaska 
No, it's about a girl named Alaska. Oh, interesting. So there's okay. a, I thought it was going to be about Alaska too, but have you been to Alaska? I have. Me too. Where'd you go? Uh, I cruised the inside passage. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> so the little um, peninsula part uh-huh. at the bottom that's the closest to the contiguous 48. Okay. There's an outside passage and an inside passage. Okay. Because it sticks mm, out. Okay. So we went in this little, you know, cove. So Glacier Bay is in there. I went to Glacier Bay. I went to... What else? I want to say Juneau was one of those wow. stops and a couple of other small towns. Actually, I went on a cruise of the Inside Passage the week that the f- fourth or fifth Harry Potter book came out. Ooh, I think it was bring the fourth. It with you? And I did not have a copy, and I was really upset that we were going on the cruise, and I wasn't going to get to read it until I got off the cruise. My grandparents were also going with us and when we got to my grandparents house my grandma was like got a little something to take on the cruise with you and i opened it up and it was i think it was goblet of fire the fourth one and i was like yes (laughs) and so i took it like every picture from our cruise has like either inside (laughs) my jacket or like under my arm this like brick of a huge book hardcover yeah Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> so that's a little that's a little happenstancy that we got into Harry Potter and Alaska and those two things only overlap for me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. You're just saying. The stars are Your aligning. Grandma was in touch. <laughs> what you needed. But you went to Alaska too. I did go to, I went to Alaska last November and um it just felt like a m- wonderful um, make believe place like yeah. uh, there was just some like I saw like it would be like ocean and then mountain and the same view and it was just mind blowing. Um, it was oh and we saw the Northern Lights. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Do you feel like I mean that has to have been full of some spirituality and uh, those kinds of experiences and thoughts and. Yeah, we really, I think we stumbled upon it. I don't think we intended to see it. Um, I was cold and uncomfortable um, when (laughs) everyone was like really blown away. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to go back inside. (laughs) But I don't think I realized, like, I I think I was kind of being a snot. Yeah. Uh, But in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a really beautiful place. Um, I'm very glad that I went. Um, and we were in Anchorage and we were in Homer. Oh. And it was it was really cool. We That's saw awesome. a moose. <gasps> in the wild? Mm-hmm. In, in front of a post office. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're like, well... All these things, jokes and stuff people have been making about Alaska. This is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I feel very lucky to have gone. So, Do you think there's anything going into this conversation, thinking about talking about the other side and your interest in it and astrology and horoscopes? Do you think there's anything that we haven't covered that you specifically want to? Um... I don't 
think so. I think that I think I just enjoy sometimes. It's that big question of like, why are we here and what is going on? And that like weird, mm, intangible mystery is just so fascinating to me. Sure. And stepping into that, it's just stepping into that realm, even for just a half hour on a Monday is like my favorite thing to do. That's great. So I love that. Yeah. Do you get into things like when Mercury is in retrograde? Mercury is retrograding right now. I know. As we speak. So is that a thing that you follow as well? What is Kind is of. That, does that align with astrology? I guess there's some astronomy, obviously, to that, but so is with astrology. Yeah, I, I do. I'm aware of it when it happens. Um, and it's fun to blame everything on it. Right. Sure. Like, I, they say you shouldn't travel or, like, oh, you know, not that you shouldn't, but if you can, avoid travel, avoid, like, um, making big purchases or something, especially with, like, technology, they say. Like, wow. my iPhone charger broke tonight, and I was like, Mercury, Mercury. retrograde. <laughs> And then, like, two or three weeks ago, I took a Megabus home to Cleveland, which I do all the time. And the Megabus broke down, and we were stuck for, like, four hours outside of Chicago. And I was like, oh, I looked it up because Mercury was retrograding the next day. And I told everybody on the bus, and they were like, shut your mouth. We don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, there's no way. Please get this crazy bitch (laughs) off the bus. (laughs) It is funny, though. I feel like even the phrase Mercury in retrograde is such a it's such a divider. You know, there's so many people who are going to be totally on your side who are just like, oh, my God, girl, it is retrograding. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Every day I'm seeing the effects Mm -hmm. of it. And so many people who who will say, (laughs) shut up and sit down. (laughs) It's just a bus. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I go both ways with it. What are some of the other, uh, why is Mercury in retrograde such a specific planet alignment that we are aware of? Do you know? I don't know. I'm going to have to do some. It seems like it, I think because it like, it it influences or it rules things like transportation and movement, I think, and Mm. communication. Mm -hmm. And so I think because it gets thrown off of its path. That's when those things have a tendency to go haywire. Oh, this is like when it's in its uh, 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 traditional <laughs> orbit. I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's mm, those kinds of things influence. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's there's some scientific background to that that I'm just not an astronomer on me neither uh, well the eclipse i mean the the lunar and the solar eclipse i this they've called it eclipse season whoa and i know that i mean just beyond it being fascinating and visually incredible which i did i went to southern illinois to see it i was gonna ask you <laughs> yeah. saw the totality yes it was incredible do you think that was because you were tied to the spiritual side like did i go because of that yeah um a little bit, yeah. I went because I definitely wanted to see it. I didn't have to work that day. Hell yeah. Um, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my boyfriend and I drove down, and it was, like, incredible. It was so amazing to see. Um, and, yeah, I think that, like, I, I I was very interested to see, like, what 
it was going to feel like and what does this mean? And I've been reading a lot about what it means and stuff like that. But sure. also just to go and see this like very rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, but I know that eclipse season has been intense for a lot of people. And also, I mean, I mean, things are kind of always crazy, but I think you can pull back on like a national and a oh, global hey. scale and be oh, like yeah. a lot of crazy stuff has been going on. I mean, even just looking at like, well, that's also just global warming or climate change. You got more floods. Yeah. Houston, yeah. Hurricanes. I saw something that said that uh so when Katrina happened, they called it a hundred year storm. Mm-hmm. And when Sandy happened, they called it a hundred year storm. And they're calling Harvey a five hundred year yeah, storm. I heard that. And all three of those happened in 12 years. Whoa. So it's like, y'all, these aren't 100-year storms anymore. Things are changing yeah. so drastically. So yeah. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, wow. 12 wow, years. Wow, wow, wow. And it's kind of hard to believe that Katrina was that long ago. I know. That can't be right. It, I know. I was a freshman in college, and yeah. I went to Loyola, Chicago, and we took a lot of students from Loyola, New Orleans. Right, yeah. So that was 2005. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus, man. It, seeing it laid out like that, it was literally a tweet. It was like, this was called 100 years, this was called 100 years, this was called 500 years. All those happened in 12 years. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. If, yeah, it's just it, climate change stuff just has to, it seems like mo- a vast majority of the world is making it a priority, mm-hmm. and yet uh, current administration isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, someone looked up Trump sign. I forget oh, what he is. That Wanna is, look it up right yeah, there? let's okay. look it up. I forget what he is. but he, I know his... Birthday for this year is already passed, um, I believe. Or it, he's definitely had a birthday since he was elected. I guess I should say. And clearly, he doesn't represent all people of this sign. <laughs> um, okay, I think I remember hearing this. He's a Gemini. I was so afraid of that. I was like, he's gonna be a Gemini. I just a, know it. Yeah, he's a Gemini with Leo rising and Sagittarius moon. So the moon, I don't know enough about the moon, but. So his rising is Leo. Okay. Oh, I just was just saying. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with the 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 pull quote from this article that she pulled up is, with the son in Trump's tenth house of masculinity, he's had a lifetime of so-called locker room oh, talk. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing is. Gemini's have a reputation for being double talkers who twist people's words and contradict themselves. And that is just something obviously applies to him that I have never related to. Like, I know I don't feel like I am a person who's like that, but maybe I have to be more self-aware and find it in myself or something. Yeah. And it also says, well, this isn't the case for all people born under this sign. (laughs) Not by a long shot. Trump has proven the stereotype true on, you know, several occasions. No, like countless occasions. (laughs) Like every time he opens his mouth. Just like a handful. (laughs) Just every day, moment of every day of his life. I can't. But, and that's been 
Trump talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess the last big question on the table is, how do you feel like your love of astrology, signs, spirituality have influenced you creatively and your life in general? Oh, man. Um, I think that they have influenced my life creatively in that I, well, I know that both of these signs tend to be creative signs, Pisces and Gemini. So I feel like at home in that and That's maybe great. enabled by that. And sure. then I'm like, okay, well, all these other people seem to say that I'm artistic. So sure I am. Um, <laughs> and maybe when you look up your horoscope, it has more of a tendency to talk about creative endeavors than a sign that isn't necessarily. Yeah. I'd be interested to know to about that. If that, if, you know, that they speaks to creatives, different signs speak to creatives more than others. Yeah. Um, so it has affected me in that way. Um, I think that um, I also enjoy, like, I have written several characters that sort of live in this world. and Yes. Um, there's also some, so I, I love weaving it into some of the projects that I uh, have, have done or some of the characters or sketches that I've written. Mm -hmm. So I just always think it's a fun, really fun world to play in creatively mm -hmm. um and I, I guess for my how it has affected my life um go, might go my answer to that might go hand in hand with how it affects me creatively and that it affects my life by like it helps me ask myself big questions or questions in general um gives me pause sometimes um because most of the stuff that I'm reading is just general, like, um, maybe just, like, kind of pushing, gently pushing you along the path that you're already on. Sure. So none of it is, like, drop everything and, you know, start a Quit life what you're doing. as an accountant or something like that. <laughs> sure. Nothing like that is coming up. So it's nothing too drastic. But, right. Um, I think it's helping me just search for things that I want. And ask myself the questions to help me get there. That's um, great. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Thanks. Those are great answers. I love the idea that you've, you like to write characters who are like psychics or into science or something like that. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's just because I, that, that, that's what I love to play in is how specific it can be. Right. Like it's in a, a really immediate, thing to say about a character uh -huh. any of the above uh and you had that show that you blow out the candle at the end in the week that your horoscope indicated that you would be extinguishing yeah. a candle yes and i bookended that show by playing a character who was performing this old um italian tradition um it's called the maloik so i'm of, of, I'm of Italian heritage. If mm -hmm. anybody didn't read my last name, <laughs> podcast and the the Maloik is um, something that you have or something that's been given to you. It's essentially like the evil eye. Ooh, and so it's like you kind of have evil in your life or you have something bad going on. And then there's this old practice. It's like an old Italian wives' tale thing where you 
you get rid of the maloik, and it's usually like the oldest woman in the family does this. You get rid of the maloik by a woman who knows how to do this practice where she takes, you take a small bowl of water and you take a couple of drops of olive oil and you drop the olive oil in the water and then you make the sign of the cross usually with a knife um, into the olive oil with the water and then um, that can sometimes like relieve the maloik or sometimes I think there's there's different ways to do it. I think uh-huh. also sometimes they might read the oil, Ooh. how it separates. Like yeah, like a tea leaves kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Love that. But there's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways it can go and different ways that I've researched how it's done and practiced. But <laughs> So I, I sort of played this like, you know, um, old, old world, old mystical Italian woman who was like, Dropping olive oil and water and telling fortunes. That's uh, amazing. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't think of a more direct one-to-one from this like interest in spirituality and science and things like that and your creative life and life in general. Like you said, uh, you know, you thought about talking about your Italian like heritage and family yeah, from yeah. the top. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'm sure so much of that is tied into your upbringing too. I mean, Maloik, like I didn't... I didn't have that when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I have my I have this there's a woman in my family, Auntie Mary, and she she's my great aunt, but like if you didn't feel well or if you had a problem, she'd be like, You have the Maloik and she would do this thing in the olive oil with the water and Wow. That's she awesome. would practice this thing. I mean yeah. that's that's some, um, you know, we talk about nature versus nurture, and that is nurturing your interest <laughs> in spirituality. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you very It's been much. a delight. It's been a pleasure. I love you, and I mean it. I love you, too. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.